Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, a part of the amazing FBA family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Today's episode is sponsored by the new e-commerce podcast, The E-Commerce Leader, co-hosted by myself, Michael Vizi, and Jason Miles, top 1% Shopify store owner and Unimi's highest rated e-commerce instructor. If you're the owner of a thriving e-commerce business, look for The E-Commerce Leader on your favorite podcast app and subscribe today. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the 10K Collective, the place to be for UK-based Amazon sellers, as well as uh, US-based Australian. In fact, it's pretty much international Amazon sellers, but those who are doing six, seven, eight figures, this is geared to you. So we're talking today with Amit Rosenthal from Rosenthal Logistics, and they basically ship everything from everywhere to everywhere, as Amit told me. And they're based in uh, Israel, so got a very nice international perspective. And we've been talking in the last episode about freight forwarding, and this one we're going to talk about 3PLs and that FBM. So we were started with three abbreviations already, which we better unpack. So first of all, Amit, welcome back to the show. Thanks for coming on. Thank you very much. So 3PL, third party logistics and FBM fulfilled by merchants. So just in case one is listening, going, oh, no, three letter abbreviations. So I have a rule that we're not allowed those. But a lot of us listening will already know about the possibilities, but they won't necessarily have been diving into until recently, these the fact that they really have to go with FBM. So tell us, first of all, what are the main differences between FBA and FBM in your experience? Yeah, the main difference, of course, is that FBA is fulfillment by Amazon and FBM is fulfillment by merchant. I don't know the numbers yet, but I can guess 80% of the sellers in Amazon selling via FBA and 20% selling via FBM, all right? Of course, if you're using FreePL, doesn't say uh, directly that you're doing uh, FBM because you can also just stock the goods at the free store at the free PL warehouse and ship to the FBA whenever you need it based on your stock and your management and your inventory. But again, FBM is fulfillment by merchant, meaning fulfillment by a free PL warehouse, which is not Amazon. Mm. Sure. So I guess that, that you've really flagged up the difference between using a warehouse as a way to sort of break stock on the way to FBA, perhaps due to FBA putting logistical, what do you call it, shipping in restrictions, capacity restrictions versus doing it yourself. So in what situations would you recommend people consider doing their own fulfillment? Because it's obviously a much bigger job than just, you know, using a warehouse to, to break up stock on the way to FBA. So what's the justification for bothering with such a, a thing? First of all, I, I believe it's depend on your scale, all right? So if you are a beginner seller, if you are not, if you are, I don't know, not a big seller on Amazon, I usually recommend to ship it, to, to, to do the, the fulfillment by Amazon. It's easier. You don't need to have anything. You just need to, to manage your inventory and that's it. Everything in regard to last mile delivery and so on is done by Amazon. And you know, this is maybe why Amazon became such a massive hit uh, because the fulfillment and the lead time from the moment a buyer purchased a product until the the product reach him is, is just unbelievable, all right? Sorry, I was just going to say, yeah, that, that makes total sense that we would choose FBA if, if we could. What are the reasons for using FBM at all then? Because people are doing it, so there's clearly reasons. What, what do you think of the, let's put it another way, what are good reasons for doing FBM? So a good reason to choose an FBM is, in my opinion, uh, not to put all your basket in one 
not to put all your eggs in one basket, meaning trying to uh, divest your shipping, all right, or your position on the goods itself. Because sometimes if you're doing everything by Amazon, so you are really on, depend on Amazon and that's it. And if you're doing FBM, it's good option to find alternative. Uh, you can ship, you can sell products on Shopify or via other platform, which you cannot do via Amazon. This is one uh, reason. And the second reason, in my opinion, uh, again, ma ma mainly, in my opinion, mainly just to be more diverse in regards to, to, to your stock and your selling. So diversification of risk by the sound of it. I would also add in that you really, there are two other specific reasons. One is that Amazon can end up, if you really mess things up, freezing your entire account, which would include your stock. Whereas if you've got an FBM, if you've got a Shopify store or other means to get to the market, then at least all your stock is still available or the stock that you've got outside of FBA is the first thing I would say. Second thing is simply that the, the machine is growing to a bit of a halt and that there are some fulfillment in FBA earlier in 2020 and again in Q4 that are just taking you know a very long time to ship although they seem to have got a handle on it at the moment that's not a guarantee for future I would say as yeah. well so those are the reasons that the smart sellers I know are considering FBM so tell me a bit about the, the sort of risks of FBM because I know that there are some uh, some downsides of FBM can you tell us about that that side in your experience yeah, again, I, I'm not a seller, all right, but again, uh, in my yeah, opinion, I mean, from the fulfillment side of that, that you have access to that you have your know, experience in, yeah, the big, the biggest risk, of course, that even that you are doing FBM, you must apply to Amazon regulations in regard to the transit time and in regard to how long, how long does it take to ship the goods to the end customer, all right. Let's say if a buyer, all right, is Amazon Prime now, all right and the goods must be at, at the client maximum by 48 hours, all right, or two days. And you're doing FBM, all right, and you're going to choose U UPS or the same care that Amazon is choosing for the last mile delivery, UPS, USPS, and so on. And the goods will not be on time, so eventually it will be on your account and will have a bad review, all right? So eventually... Uh, if you have a lot of bad reviews, all right, uh, using FBM, so Amazon can cut your account immediately and your account will be suspended. So in my opinion, this is the biggest risk and it's very, very, very difficult, especially on a big scale, uh, to manage it correctly. Because again, sometimes you are shipping the goods, you are, you are choosing a good carrier to do the last mile delivery. Uh, again, let's take, for example, UPS or FedEx or so on. Same care that Amazon will, will choose in the same, in this regard. But if the delivery will be not as, as, as Amazon regulation and your account can be easily suspended. So in my opinion, this is a big risk when doing a full FBM. And, and seller must be aware of it. So uh, I guess we just got to stick within the Amazon metrics and make sure that every, everything is very, very slick, really, because otherwise, yeah, you can get your account suspended for defective orders, which includes late shipment. Rightly so, I guess, as well. So tell me a bit about how we link the order management between Amazon and the FBM warehouse, because obviously it's, it's really, really critical to get that correct. What's the right sort of practice for doing that? Yeah, there is a lot of software in this regard, uh, but in general, there is automatic software that integrates to the Amazon account or to Shopify or to your Walmart or whatever. Uh, and then any order that uh, 
that your account is getting from a buyer or right, a purchase order that you're having, we can link it directly to your Amazon seller account. And then same as is going with Amazon, we collect the cargo and we ship it out the, uh, automatically uh, using carriers to the last mile delivery. So in this regard, it's quite the same, all right? Of course, it's not Amazon, it's not the seller, seller central or seller account, but it's really working the same, same exactly method. Uh, we are integrate via software to your seller account and then every purchase order that you are having on Amazon or Shopify and so on. So we collect the goods, wrap it and ship it to the end customer. Cool. So similar sort of stuff as it would happen in any fulfillment center, I guess, any, in the end. So how about keeping accurate inventory in a 3PL? Because suddenly we're outside the FBA system where they have very tight control, which obviously if we mess it up as sellers, we know to our cost that could go wrong. They can also make mistakes, but they have got a pretty slick system. How do we keep that accuracy in a third party warehouse? Again, it's really dependent on the software and it really depends on the manpower that you are having in, in, in the company and the free PL. Everything today is integrated, everything is digital. So uh, without having the proper software to, to match the client's needs, it will be impossible. So in my opinion, and again, this I can say also not, not only in regard to the free PL, also in regard to freight forwarding, uh, digitize and being the 2020 or the 21st century is a must, right? There is still uh, warehouses or free pay warehouses around the around the US and UK and so on that working manually, but it will be okay for if you have 10 orders per week. But if you're gonna have 1,000 orders per week, so without the proper software which will be set to your to, to, to your account, it will be impossible. So that's a good sort of, uh, warning for us to, to make sure we check out who we're working with in terms of the 3PLs, because it's one thing to miss a few orders, it's another thing to get your Amazon account suspended. So uh, right. I guess we've got to make sure that their software is up to date and it's really integrated properly with Amazon and for that matter, Shopify as well. So when should we think about using long-term versus short-term storage? Because obviously one of the issues we've got with FBM and FBA, FBM obviously has higher risks. It's, it's not necessarily as integrated tightly with the Amazon system, depending on how well you, your provider does it. But FBA obviously is getting very restricted these days. And I can see that coming up again more often than it has done in the past if e-commerce continues to be a bigger percentage of, of retail in 2021 and beyond. So when should we use long-term versus short-term storage solutions? So, so this is a very tricky question and very difficult to manage and, and why. Again, first of all, we must apply it to the Amazon regulation these days, right? So if you cannot ship all of your inventory, so for sure you will have to store part of your goods at 3PL, right? And then if it's going to be short or long term, it's dependent on your selling rate, right? So this is one. Second, of course, Amazon will cost more in regard just for the just for the for the storage fee. All right, if you put the cargo at Amazon, or if you're gonna put the cargo at the free PL, the rate for storage fee only will be less at the free PL. This is for sure, and this is for every free PL in the states. All right, comparing to to FC Center, but what is going on now? because of the inventory and because of the, the the inventory that you can put into Amazon, 
and this is maybe the biggest obstacle these days, all right? The chat says that your selling rate is 50 units per day, all right? Or 100, let's say 100 units per day, all right? So, and you have 200, not, not let's say 20 units per day, all right? And you can put 200 units at Amazon, all right? So you have 20 days of sales. And then let's say, uh, after the, just uh, when the when you have only five days more, right? Meaning 100, meaning 100 units left, then you will be able to open a new shipping plan. All right. So until you open a shipping plan, uh, label the cartons, ship the cartons from the free period to Amazon. Eventually, you will be running out of stock at the FC Center. So in my opinion, this is another point why to use also FBM. All right, and not just FBA. So you can always have stock in hand to sell, all right? This is another point. Uh, in regard to storage fee, for 100%, all right, or even 1,000% storage fee uh, will be less at the free PL, all right? And depend on the long long term or, or short term, it's depend on your inventory and on how you, how you as a seller manage your inventory at Amazon. So lots to think about there. And I guess what you're saying is really uh, an important point that if you even if you primarily ship into FBA from a third party warehouse, because you may have such a narrow window between the amount of stock you need, you're allowed in and the speed of the stock selling that you have to have that FBM just to cover sort of stock outs in FBA, yeah. pretty guaranteed if you're selling that fast. But yeah, that's a very, very good point. Okay, so FBM seems more obligatory than ever if you're selling significant amounts of units and have a moderate uh, sort of limit on the, the storage uh, capacity there. So tell me about the basic elements of fulfillment outside Amazon. I know you've got four parts to it that you've discussed with me before. What, what are those elements? So the four elements is pick and pack, labeling, uh, transport and transporting to the to the FC center, right? Pick and pack, of course. Every order, or let's say every cargo going in into into any free PL warehouse must be inbound, all right? Inbound into the free PL, and then every order, every order in place coming from from a, from a, coming to the to the seller, all right? Every purchase order need to be pick and pack, all right? Then need to go to the, then need to add labels or need to put SKUs or FSKUs, depends on the good, specific on the terms of your goods. And then of course, need to have a good, a good correlation and good uh, correspondent with the, with the carrier itself, because it will be a pity that the goods will be ready on time. And then you will have to wait another week or so for the carrier to come to pick up the goods. So yeah, so this three key element, in my opinion, pick and pack, to be accurate in this position, all right? To have a to have a good service of labeling, monitor the goods and so on. Also, uh, for goods that coming that need to have need to be ref refunded, right? So all these elements we offer as a of a service to the clients. Uh, yeah, in my opinion, like Michael, I don't want to to minimize this, but it's kind of generic that every FPL can bring the same service or the same level of service that the clients need. It's coming from labeling, pick and pack, storing, some, some of the, we can do even inspection of the goods, right? Some, some customer doing the inspection in China, some customer prefer to do the inspection in the US at the FPL, so we can do everything, doesn't really matter. As long as it's something that is on the scale or right of the free PL, so we 100% can assist in this regard. Excellent. Excellent. 
So tell me about the, just summarize the services that you offer in regard to the 3PL and fulfillment sort of side of things. Yeah, so we're doing pick and pack, we're doing relabeling, we're doing inspection of the goods, we're doing, if we get a damaged cargo, right, and we need to fix it so we can do it as well. Uh, yeah, this is the main activity. Nothing uh, particularly different to what we'd expect uh, from uh, an FBA warehouse, but just obviously, as you said, the need to get somebody quality doing it outside of Amazon suddenly is, is a real priority. So you've obviously, uh, as you mentioned before, you've got a shipping guide that you offer people, which is a Udemy course. So let's just mention that again. So I believe you've got over 1500 students on that and uh, the redirects we're going to send people to if you listen to the podcast is amazingfba.com forward slash shipping guide. So just tell us quickly what's involved in that yeah so i did this course with a colleague of mine which is also an amazon seller calling vova heaven uh, we decided that there is no really any information on the internet in regard to logistics to amazon in general or even specific some course we show we saw on udemy was from 2016 so we tried to bring information uh, freely right to the clients or to sellers in regard to logistics really from the basic to more advanced starting from the type of service the difference between air shipping to sea shipping how to pack properly the goods uh, how to determine the duty percentage based on the hs code and so and so on yeah a lot of detail and i guess like a lot of things to do with the logistics that it, it's good for people to check that out because it's it's hard to kind of yeah put across in a podcast sometimes that the, the level of detail needed right it's quite a precise art yeah um, i think also i think the biggest advantage in this regard that i did this course with an amazon seller so we emphasize the the position from a, a seller point and from a freight forwarder point and trying to match it together so it will bring a benefit a benefit to the to the audience Great. And obviously you've got a lot of expertise and you mentioned before that it's helpful uh, to have a freight folder on your side or uh, maybe in this case using you as an FBM fulfillment warehouse. So how do people contact you best? What are the best ways to get through to you? Yeah, every platform that we have, which is WhatsApp, Messenger, email. Yeah, I can share my email. I can share my email below and my company website and uh, people can contact us easily. Excellent. So those those listening on the, the uh, podcast, you can hear it's www.ros-ecom.com. That's R-O-S for sugar-ecom for mother.com or info at rosenthal-logistics.com. I mean, you can check it out on the Facebook group as well if you're in there, amazingfba.com forward slash FB or come to the, the blog 10kcollective.com and we'll have the information there. So look, I mean, thank you so much. I'm sorry to ask you so many questions in one go but uh wanted to get the maximum value out of uh, having you here it's obviously such a critical topic and as again just to re-emphasize that the best way to end up with profits once you've got a best-selling or a well-selling product of course with that provisor but any serious business that i know that has been in business for a while has at least uh, one or a handful of products that, that make the majority of their profits just never going out of the stock of those is the best thing you can aim to do. And logistics is a huge part of that, not to mention FBM as an alternative to FBA as well, to make sure you keep those, those units flowing out the door to the customers and making you those profits. So very many thanks for helping us with that piece of the puzzle today, Amit. Thank you very much for you and for uh, everyone involved. Thank you.
If you make between eight and 30,000 euros or dollars a month on Amazon, so about six to 22,000 pounds, this is worth a minute of your time. I've noticed a consistent problem for e-commerce sellers around this level of sales. They've got one, two, or even several products making decent sales. They've got market research and they have their sourcing in place. In short, they've done the basics of launching products and of their business. But too many are driving blind. Usually they don't know their numbers, whether they're financial or marketing. Often they are lurching from uncontrolled spikes in sales to going out of stock and nearly always they lack a clear roadmap for the next phase of growth. Their business is in short, unstable, probably not very profitable and certainly unsellable. Step forward, the 10K tune-up. The 10K tune-up is a process to hone sellers' businesses at this critical point in their growth. It will make your business more stable and more profitable. You will work together with me one-to-one -to, -one to help organize your finances and marketing data. We will get to you the best use of your accountant to keep on top of your numbers and of your freight forwarder to stay in stock and keep making money. Once that's stable, we will work together on a product roadmap to get to seven figures a year in profitable sales over the next one to three years. In short, we will help you turn your business into an asset that makes you money now and, which you can if you want, sell in future for a healthy six or even seven figure sum. To find out more about how that works, just go to www.amazingfba.com forward slash tuneup. That's amazingfba.com forward slash T-U-N-E-U-P. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening to the 10K Collective podcast, part of the family of Amazing FBA podcasts. Today's episode is sponsored by the new e-commerce podcast, The E-Commerce Leader. The podcast is hosted by yours truly and Jason Miles, multi-million dollar Shopify owner and Unimi's highest rated e-commerce instructor. If you're the owner of a thriving online business and you want to become the best e-commerce leader you can be, it's got your name on it. For free guides and mini courses on many topics, go to www.theecommerceleader.com.